I know. I know it's been a minute. I know what y'all thinking. Where you been? Where you been, you? What you been doing? I guess you wondering where I've been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I searched to find a love within. I had to find a love within. Do you understand me? Your boy was navigating. I had a whole bunch of things that I was doing. And I had to just put the podcast to the back burner. That doesn't mean the podcast is gone. I mean, I did record about 30 to 35 episodes. So it wasn't the fact that you didn't have material and access. I just had to get up everything else. That's my clothing line, music. Man, your boy became a lead pastor of our virtual church. Shout out to Love Alive Church. You heard me. It was a lot navigating. It was a lot going on. So I had to put podcasting to the back burner just for a hot set. But that does not mean that I didn't forget that I forgot about y'all. And that does not definitely mean this is still not purpose in doing this. I realized that podcasting has a beautiful voice for me. To release what I be thinking that I don't want to put on social network sites and that I can get it out in a place, in an atmosphere in which I don't have to battle anybody with it and and also establish the correct narrative that I want to have for what I'm saying. Because a lot of people, people try to create their narrative off what you doing. And sometimes it's just not a healthy environment to place your voice in certain atmospheres where it's not going to be heard correctly from. Can I say this to you? And that's a and that's a jewel I want to provide you. Learn where your voice is the most effective. And then provide your voice in those effective areas. And that usually means working with God to do that. Operating with God to do that. Because a lot of areas don't want in positions don't want to actually receive your voice. They want to debate it. They want to argue with it. They're trying to pinpoint negative a position that they disagree with just to attack that position. Have you ever encountered someone in which you can say a thousand words worth of great information, but they point out the typo? I know you've accounted that person where you had 
just essential information you was giving, critical wisdom. I'm talking about gems over gems. And they point to the one thing they don't disagree with. In that situation, you have to understand and say, hey, am I providing my voice to an area, to a position that would effectively use it without being offended? My goodness, I'm preaching to you. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about being offended. We're in a society now where people will become offended simply based on you speaking. They have an ear to want to be offended. And a lot of times because we we want everybody to say the same thing, we live in a very PR society where if I'm not saying what you're saying, then I'm automatically offended by what you say. And that's not to say that people people aren't ignorant, people aren't wrong, people aren't bigots. That does happen. But even in those situations, are you intentionally trying to be offended by what they're saying and not giving them the opportunity to grow into a place where they're knowledgeable? Or are you already shunning them based on their words, not matching your words or your narrative. Because I know we live in a society in which the cancel culture is running rapid. Like if I say the wrong thing, they already attack me. You can see that in multiple people. And I'm not here to tell you what to believe and what not to believe. Do you boo boo and do it well. You understand me. However, what I want to express is that give people the ability to grow without crucifying them for being perfect or agreeing with you. Because to be honest, I don't think people have an issue with people being being perfect. That's not the thing, because y'all jump to sides when people make mistakes all the time. We saw with the, the track runner, Sha'Carri Richardson, she made a mistake. Y'all agree with her position. Y'all was jumping to her fence and she made a mistake. Y'all didn't have an issue with that at all. So I can't say that you, this society has an issue with people making mistakes. They have an issue when they want to not like a person. When this society don't want to like a person, they're locked in and fixed to just not like that person as opposed to trying to understand that person point of view and position. And there's multiple names I can provide. I mean, uh, should I say 45? Should I say it? And y'all not going to like me, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. I didn't agree with everything President Trump did. So don't miss misconstrue my words don't twist them don't pervert them to fit your narrative however i will say that everything he did was not bad and now you're seeing that with our current president joe biden everything joe biden told you wasn't good and now you got people who are disagreeing with him now it's because okay i'm gonna go here it's because that we have learned to 
either be black or white and not find a balance to it all. You have to be on this side or that side. It has to be red or it has to be blue. Your blood or your crip, cuz. Which one are you? You have to be Democrat or Republican. It's which side are you on as opposed to being individual and saying neither. There's parts that I agree with one side. There's a parts I agree with the other side. And I'm kind of in the middle. We don't want to do that. We have to be on one or the other. And I think that. And a lot of times the answer is never on the dogmatic position because you don't have to be on the extreme side. You don't have to be on a stream on one side, a stream on the other side. You can be in the middle. I see it a lot in religion, actually. And the kingdom of God, there's people who. Very dogmatic about. The church, they become very religious and they become legalistic based on that with a bunch of rules. And then there's people who become progressive and it's all grace. So you have this side that tells you, hey, follow all these rules, even ones they made up for their conviction. Are you going to hell? And then you have this side that does not even operate by rules at all they embrace grace they embrace that god gives grace and because of that they still live a carnal lifestyle based on grace being the backbone of it all to say god still loves me and both positions are dogmatic if you look at it both positions are both positions are extreme However, there's a balance to both. There's one that realizes that grace is essential and without it, we have no salvation. And then there's a part that says that we no longer live under the laws of Moses, but the spirit of God still has laws that's provided that will be beneficial to us in our walk in the kingdom of God. There's still essentials of this do or don't position. And if you don't embrace that, if you don't receive that for what it is, then you find yourself possibly outside the will of God. So how do I navigate both positions? How do I navigate that grace grace covers a multitude of sin and where there's sin, grace abounds? And how do I also navigate there's a new set of laws through the spirit that's placed on my heart that convicts me and tells me to navigate and move in Christ, not by rules, not by law, but in Jesus. There's a balance to both. So. You see it in society, but you also see it in the kingdom. Or could it be this? Could it be we've embraced society so much that we implement the world into the church? Could it be that? Could it be we take 
the parts of the world that has been forced fed to us by democracy and then implement that into church and use it for church structure and culture can we can we can we talk about that or is that real is that is that made up or are we truly doing that and we just don't want to talk about it have we allowed the world to come into the church to distract us from the purpose of the kingdom of God. I think in some parts, yes. I think to answer that question, it will be yes. I see it often. I see far too often we allow the world, society, to motivate what the church does as opposed to allowing us, the church, universally to create and change the atmosphere of the world. And so I asked myself the question, why is that? Why can we pick up the Bible and read a word in which Jesus influenced, impact a world with the kingdom of God, yet his body, the thing that he was willing to die for and did die for, Gave his life. They didn't take it. Gave it. For the church. Why is that now doing the opposite of what Jesus did? Ain't that something? Jesus came and influenced the world. The church has decided to allow the world to influence it. Why is that? And here's another question. What makes us peculiar people then? Are we operating from a peculiar standpoint? What are we doing that is different? How can someone know that, hey, Yule is different than the other people I see? And what is it about him? That makes him different if I proclaim and I do to be a believer and follower of Jesus Christ. What makes me different? The scripture says that they will know that you are Christians by your love. So should they see our love? Should it be so tangible that they actually identify me by my love? And is that happening? Are what they seen is me mimicking the affection and acceptance of the world. Have we, as the church, man, I'm going deep here. Have we allowed the world to perverse our definition of love that's given in 1 Corinthians 13? And we have implemented what the world tells us love is, which usually equals acceptance. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, y'all ready to talk? Y'all ready to talk? Y'all wanted a podcast? You got one. Y'all ready to talk? You don't have to say I'll. Just be real. 
are we at a point now that we have allowed the world to be the influence for the church? I believe there is a remnant, a remnant, not a remnant, a remnant of believers more, more than we know. More than my eye can act or my mind can imagine. I believe there's a, a strong remnant of believers that truly, truly not only follow scripture, scripture, doctrine, but have a heart like Jesus. Because that's the thing. I, I know a lot of the church, they do that. You got to be sound doc with the doctrine. I agree. You have to be sound with the doctrine. But you know who else was sound with the doctrine? Pharisees. The Pharisees were extremely sound with the doctrine. They didn't lack when it came to the word. The word, the doctrine inside of them wasn't the issue. It was their heart. Do y'all understand that? It was their heart. It was their hearts. In Matthew 23, Jesus is talking about scribes and Pharisees. And he tells them, he tells the people that, hey, listen to the scribe and Pharisees. Because what they say is accurate. But what they do isn't. My goodness. What they did was good. What they did wasn't good. What they said was it wasn't what they preach is that they didn't practice what they preach so can i read some scripture i know y'all like people to read scripture no more especially when they say they're christian you really just want a verse and you kind of just be cool with the verse and then nah we gonna give you word but we gonna give you word with love you understands me. So I'm going to read Matthew 23. I'm reading the ESV version. I'm only going to give you a couple verses, but I just want to just bring my point home to let you know that, hey, the issue isn't necessarily knowledge. It's your heart. And it's the church showing a heart of love, loving and showing my heart doesn't mean I'm accept you, though. I need the world to understand this because I love you don't mean I'm accept you what you're doing. I accept you and love you and give you grace, but that don't mean I got to approve what you're doing. That's a no-no, baby girl and baby boy. Okay, so let's go to Matthew 23. I'm rambling. All right, Matthew 23 says this. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. So do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the work they do. For they preach, but do not practice. I'm going to repeat that again. It's just three verses. It's the start of it. It's chapter, Matthew chapter 23, verse 1. I'm going to read verse 3 again. I want to repeat it because Jesus is talking about the scribes, the scribes and the Pharisees. He didn't say what they said was wrong. Church. He said what they did was wrong. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciple, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses seat. 
So do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do. Jesus is saying for they preach, but do not practice. What am I saying to you? What am I saying to you? We have a church culture that is very, have become very scribe and Pharisee-like, where we have decided that we're gonna we're gonna tell you what to do by scripture, but we don't practice what we preach. We want to correct people with words, but not practice those words. I see it all the time, by the way. Listen, I've become more vast into the Christian YouTube community. And when I tell you one out of three Christian YouTube channels is Christians dissing other Christians and telling them they're not Christians because they don't follow their denominational view, their insight on the the Bible, their doctoral the doctoral integrity, whatever knowledge of the word. Because they don't follow it, they diss them. I can give you name over name over names, and I'm gonna be honest when I say this too. I've followed all of them. I don't want to do it in this season of my life. You can be accurate with your knowledge, but I have just, I just feel uneasy. I have a disdain for believers dissing other believers on YouTube channels. I don't get it. One, who made you the the theological voice? That's one. Two, could it be your denominational view leading your theological voice and the person you're talking to theological view are talking about theological view could be different three because they have a difference with you that is denominational and your interpretation of denominational may be different does that mean they're not a brother or sister in christ if the answer is no to that they're not a brother or sister in christ then tell me did they say jesus is lord and they accept and believe it in their heart Because if they did, that is the only requirement. That is the only requirement. Unless you just know how to discern hearts to say they're really true Christians or not. Now, they will provide all type of scriptures to back their, their denominational and theological perspective. No doubt they will, because that's what they do. That's what Pharisees do, right? However, if someone says, Jesus is Lord, I accepted him with all of my heart, all of my mind. And because I did that, I believe I am forgiven and I give my life to him and his father. I yield. I surrender it all to Christ. My brother and my sister, there is no other requirement they need to have. 
Doesn't matter what your little doctrine say, ba. It doesn't matter what you may feel about that person because that be the issue, your feelings. They're saved and they are now brothers. And the same Bible says, how can you love a God you have not seen, but hate a brother that you do? Hate a sister that you do. And, 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 and I don't understand how we miss those scriptures to support ones talking about Bible knowledge. My goodness, I get passionate about this stuff because it breaks my heart. But back to the lecture at hand, okay? YouTube, I, 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 I had to unfollow most of them because it was... Man, I, I, you can, I could discern the discord, if that makes sense. I can discern, like, I, was, I would feel uneasy listening to a Christian break down sermons from other Christians listening to disagree with those Christians. You know, kind of what I said earlier, you can say a thousand words correctly. That one person points and say, hey, but you spelled this wrong. That's kind of what it felt like to me. It was like you're intentionally listening to something to disagree with, to upload and put on your YouTube channel, as opposed to the things you do agree with. And listen, I'm pretty sure those brothers and those sisters are going to have rebuttals and say, hey, God has commissioned me for that. And if they did, fine. God didn't commission me to listen to you. So I won't do it. And I pray for you wholeheartedly. Because how can I talk about love and not love you? So I do love those brothers and sisters. I just can't listen to them. So for me, I've learned to just sh shy away and just not receive anything that I feel in my heart produces discord. And the fruit of it is discord. Period. Because they're sowing what they're reaping. And they're reaping what they're sowing. Amen. Well, amen. Amen. I listen, I know it's a welcome back pot. And, you know, I'm kind of, you know, talking here, letting you know, getting you up to speed of what's been going on and what I've been doing. I'm excited about this season. I'm excited of what the things God is doing. I'm excited that God is moving in such a way that you're going to hear it. I mean, I know that you haven't heard me for a while, but even now you hear Maybe it's me. Maybe God has placed that grace on my life. You're hearing a, a different anointing on me. You're hearing a different, a different, I want to, I want to say swagger because swag is probably outdated by now, but you're hearing a different, I know anointing is the word, a different anointing in what I say and how I say it. And I say it with more boldness and confidence now. That's the word boldness. You're hearing a different boldness on me because that's what God has me. Um, as he raised my voice, I feel like it is a responsibility me to speak more and with more clarity and more wisdom for his kingdom of God. And a lot of people ain't going to hate that, but I pray for them and I keep moving the way God wants me to move. Dust my feet is a thing that I do in this season. So pay me no never mind when it comes to that. But I want to welcome you back to don't take what nickels. It's been too long. I shouldn't have left you with some wisdom to step to y'all understands me so i just want to uh welcome y'all back again 
This is going to be quite an experience. I'm excited about where we're going to go with this thing because I got some topic. I'm going to pull out some stuff and I'm going to bring it into fold, of course, from the landscape and the view of kingdom. Always with love, always with wisdom, but never afraid. Amen. This is your boy, Yule. This is Don't Take With Nichols. Y'all be easy. Peace. I want to thank you for joining us on Don't Take With Nichols. We don't take it for granted. And while you're still here, go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, leave your note so we can track more attention. It is you who makes this podcast go. We want to thank you again for listening and don't take wood nickels because they don't spin. Peace.